Hey guys, welcome to All Things Taboo with Karen Taylor. Uh, I've just recorded this intro like four or five times and then I finally got it right and the mic was on mute. So um, yeah, fun times. This is how it goes. And I figure the more I tried to make it this perfect intro, uh, the worse it got. So this is reality. The um, Yeah doing this is not always my favorite thing because I probably am a bit too much of a perfectionist and sometimes I just got to roll with it. So uh, I'm here today to share with you about running a business and the pros and cons, I guess, the, uh, the good, the bad and the fucking ugly uh, parts of running a business. So I hope that you enjoy um, if you are planning to run it, run, open, start a business or uh, in the throes of it, s just stay patient. It's uh, it is it is a long process, and it's uh, it's it's a lot of time in the mud before it gets really good. So, you know, things are pretty good for me right now, um, but man, it has not been easy all the time. So, um, yeah, stay with me, and we'll get stuck into it. Thanks for tuning in uh, to All Things To Do. Um, I'm not even sure if people are listening <laughs> sometimes. Um, this is mostly just a place for me to share my life. I feel like I do tend to um, evangelize when I find good things that make life good and a little bit more bearable, you know. Um, it's, it's hard sometimes 
sometimes we just yeah it, life is hard and um and when i find things that make it that bit more bearable and enjoyable and fun and um i want to share that with everyone i want to share that with people because it's yeah i don't know it's just part of me i just it's like a, a mission for me to help other people perhaps but i uh yeah I, i'm here to share about running a business um because it's not something i ever thought that i would do I never saw myself being in charge of something. I probably always felt like I was going to work for somebody else. And um, and here I am, you know, it's um, it's going to be, what have I just celebrated three years of opening the studio, but I've been running my business now for seven years. Um, and yeah, I started, um, I started, I started KSS Personal Training, which is a boutique personal training studio uh, three and a bit years ago. And I remember when I went to a business meeting with the Geelong Council, um, we had to go around the room and say, you know, what our, what our goals were for our business. And I, I got to me and I said that I wanted to start an all-female personal training studio. And um, and then it carried on around the room. And then it got to this other this other guy in the meeting. And he said, first thing he said, not even he didn't even say what his business was first. The first thing he said was he looked at me and said, you're cutting your potential income in half by only training females. And I thought it was such a bizarre concept. And uh, I have this, I guess I have a way within me. It's a good thing and a bad thing sometimes, but it's sort of like I go, I'll fucking show you. Like, and I just remember that so much. And I was like, I'll fucking show you, eh? Like, I'm going to fucking own this. And, um, you know, like it's seven years later um, and I, I am, you know, I am owning it. I, I've, I've got a, a beautiful business. Um, I have beautiful clients. I train some of the most amazing women who have um, just such beautiful personalities, hearts, and I am surrounded by magic people all, all day and, and they're amazing. Um, not only have I been able to support them, but they have supported me through some of the toughest times of my life um you know i i started the business um well if you think right back like i came to australia um in 2010 uh, i had a thousand dollars in my bank account and um, i remember going to buy a round of drinks for um my friend that i was that i'd come over to see and um and it was like you know bought i think i bought like four beers or something it was like 50 bucks and I was like oh my god I'm I'm not gonna survive here like this is insane and um, my first job was working in Lord of the Isles um I worked there I can't remember how long for now but I worked there for for quite some time and um and I was working there and I got uh I was working one night and there was a table of people and um, they were trying to pick what dessert to have. And I said, you know, well, this one's like this, this one's like that. And, you know, I love my desserts. So it was easy for me to, um, help them to decide what dessert to have because I'd eaten them all. Um, and then one of the guys said, you know, if you're that good at selling desserts, how do you reckon you'd go selling houses? And I was like, ah, ha ha, like big laugh, you know? And then I went back to one of the girls that I was working with. And I was like, I reckon this guy's like offering me a job. And I, so night went on, uh, they, I think they, you know, had a few drinks and then I said to him like, are you actually being serious? Like, and he goes, yeah, like I, I 
I have a building company and, you know, if you're interested, I'm looking for a female salesperson. So I was like, okay, I said, well, you know, here's my number. And if you want to get in touch with me, that'd be, that'd be good. And, uh, and I, I ended up getting in touch with, with that person. And it was the owner of GJ Garden Homes, uh, Rowan. And I still, to this day, I'm so grateful to him for the opportunity that he offered me. And I ended up with GJ for five and a half years, one of the best companies that I've worked for. Um, but I just got tired. I was in, in the same four walls every day and I felt like there was just more for me out there, you know. Um, I'd started coaching with Tyson Morrissey and was doing my competing and I've been doing that for a while and I was really loving it. And then I had a friend ask me if I could help teach her how to squat. And so, you know, I did that. And then I was like, wow, you know, I really enjoyed imparting information <laughs> uh, and and helping her with that and just seeing the way that she developed after that in her lifting and, you know, and then she got into strong woman and, and it was so good. And then, you know, I had other friends that were like, you know, can you teach me this? And, and so I, I started just kind of doing that and they'd come and train with me and it was really fun. But it, it gave me a real sense of accomplishment to have shared the information that I've been given with somebody else and um and I loved it it was like a science to me like teaching somebody to lift was like you know the cogs in my brain were turning because I'd have to look at their body and figure out you know how they moved and and what was going on for them and you know they're taller shorter you know all of those different things like how do we work with with your with your body um and get you in the best position that we can for a certain lift and and I just fucking loved it like I loved it and so I started looking into becoming a personal trainer and um yeah and I after five and a half years with GJ I left there and and uh, I started studying to be a personal trainer and I worked in you know cafes and did odd jobs and different bits and pieces uh, to get me through that time and you know I was really grateful at that time I, I was still married and and my partner supported me with um with a study and and just you know picking up where I was kind of falling short with that and um yeah and then I, I qualified and I worked in like three different gyms at one point I worked uh early mornings fucking 5 a.m at least my god crazy um 5 a.m start sometimes and, uh, and I, I did the hard yards, you know, like I, I worked early mornings, I worked late nights, I, I, you know, sometimes I wasn't finishing work until nine o'clock at night. Um, I was accommodating everybody. I was saying yes to everything. Um, I was taking any business that I could because I was just like, I've spent all this time like earning, you know, half of what I was earning. And then now it was like time to make up for that, you know? And so I was just taking all the hours that I could and, um, and yeah, and in that time, uh, I obviously my my marriage broke down, and um, and I, you know, I was supported then by my clients. I'd I'd built this client base. Oh, I was also driving around to people's houses and training them at their houses, and I'd take this suitcase of equipment to people's houses, and uh, and train them at their houses. Um, it's now our sisters and strength suitcase that we use to carry all of our um, notebooks and and bits and pieces um interstate for sisters and strengths which is ironic um but yeah i used to do that as well and so yeah so my 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 marriage was breaking down um i had to move house but my 
clients were just incredible. Like I'd built these connections with my clients where they just saw that it was a hard time and that I was going to get through it and they just stuck around, you know, which was, you know, it was one of the first times in my life where like people had just stuck with me, um, really stuck with me and, and they were paying for a service and I was really showing up as half a person a lot of the time and I felt like I wasn't deserving of what they were paying me but you know I, I stuck in there um and I, and I kept going and and you know and I, and I got really you know I got good and um my mental health got better and and then um I was working in I was working at Strong Geelong and um I got Bender and then I wanted to be able to have Bender with me at work so I started looking for a space and I found a space which just again happened to be on the same street as Strong Geelong at the time so I didn't even have to like move my clients very far you know and, and I had my own space it was completely empty it was a shell concrete shell that I could do whatever I wanted with and um, and so I moved I got, I got that and I, I've moved in there and you know and and thankfully again you know like in my in the settlement with my divorce i i was able to use the funds that i had there to set the place up and and make it the beautiful space that it is today you know most people comment and say that it's like a slice of paradise it's a little hidden slice of paradise you know down in Ballyanga street and i love that because um i created a space for myself that was safe as well um i feel really safe in that in that place not just to train clients but even for myself um when i walk in every day i'm proud of it i feel so um i feel so proud of myself for for what i was able to do with that empty space you know and it is it's beautiful and and most most people will say just when they walk in they're like this is so amazing and and I, I'm very proud of that. You know, it's very, it's a, it's very close to my heart what I've done with KSS. You know, it was a vision for me um, to have my, my logo on the wall. My logo is has come from uh, when Tyson was programming me. He would call me Karen Seems Strong Woman, and he had one day, uh, one of my programs, he had a like a person pulling. Uh, a Superman shield so it looked like you know it was like a truck pull but it was a Superman shield instead and, and he'd be you know gone out of his way to like make this fun little thing on my program and and I thought that was so cool and then when I created KSS I was like you know I made it the Superman shield and it was KSS for Karen Seems Strong Woman and yes I am Karen Taylor now as, as mentioned I am not married anymore so um, my but I still kept it, you know, KSS is still a huge part of, you know, my, my ex was a huge part of me being able to get to that point of um, having the business and, and if he hadn't supported me through my study and, and all of those things, like it wouldn't, I wouldn't have what I have today, I really don't believe. Uh, I'm sure that I would have still wanted it, but not quite knowing where to go or how to get there or had the support to get there. So, you know, I really uh, do give credit to him for the support that he gave me in that time. Um, and yeah, so then I opened, uh, opened KSS, um, in the first, I had my opening party was the first, was the end of February, I believe. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but regardless of when it was, I had my opening party beginning of 2020 and my sister and I had flogged ourselves to get the interior done. Um, 
I don't know if anyone's ever painted a concrete building before, but oh my God, it was insane. Um, but she, my sister was amazing. You know, I had, again, I had these amazing women just show up for me in that time, um, help me, you know, with, with the interior and the fit out and picking up stuff and putting it in and unpacking and, oh, there was like, you know, just so, so many things went into getting the space ready so I could move my clients across. Um, you know, and at that time I was still trying to work at Strong Geelong and then in my gaps, I would go to the new space and do stuff there and then go back to work and it was wild. Um, and I also had my, one of my other friends, a guy, uh, Ryan, I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning on here, mentioning him on here, but I had my friend Ryan who helped me as well. Um, you know, I didn't have a concrete drill and he did, and he was amazing. He just, whatever I needed, uh, to go into the wall he organized that for me so that was wonderful um and i did have guys supporting me and not not it wasn't just women but i had i really did have these amazing fucking women just come and like my sister was like cutting out floor tiles for the floor and you know just it all like i i couldn't um i couldn't have imagined the way that it came together and the amount of hard work we put in to get that space ready um was was a lot you know um and yeah, so I uh, had the opening party and uh, six weeks later was when the first lockdown was announced. So that was pretty earth shattering for me. And um, I don't know that I would ever wish that upon anybody. However, uh, I somehow found, I somehow managed to just keep my head above water. You know, I was like, this has like a, like a, a duck or a swan you know they just look so calm and peaceful on the water but uh, underneath their fucking like legs are going crazy and and that was me i was I, I was so stressed i wasn't sure what to do and you know the first lockdown i was like it was just a bit of a party because we had you know however many weeks six weeks of just time off and it was a, and you know and then i got uh we got some payments and and you know that was just like yeah fucking let's go and then opened up again and then you know I'd have clients come in and and go did you hear we're getting locked down again tonight so I'd literally like have you know my weeks planned and budgets planned and everything like that we're getting locked down again okay um so I'd have to cancel everybody again um and 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 as it happened just it took such a toll on I think on business owners in general but it took such a toll on me to uh, to keep getting that bad news, to keep getting the news that, um, that we were getting locked down again, you know, and, and I, I was drinking a lot and I was partying a lot and, um, well, we were partying <laughs> in quotations, um, in our, however many people you could have at that time, you know, and, um, and we were having our own little like in-house parties, um, pretty much every weekend, and then, you know, it became a thing for me where it was like every night and I was drinking every night and I just couldn't stop. Like I just, I didn't necessarily want to stop, but I, I, at that time, um, but I, it was my crutch, you know, just making me feel better and I had nothing else to do. So like one of the things I did during the day was like go to the bottle. That was like a thing that I did, um, something to do, get out of the house and, you know, and I, and I, I just got severely, severely depressed, um, you know, I was intermittently, I was, my issue with, with drugs and alcohol is that, um, alcohol is usually a gateway for a gateway drug for me into, um, 
into using other drugs, um, my drug of choice, which was cocaine. And I, um, I'd had, you know, I had an addiction to cocaine when I was in the UK. I've talked about that here on the podcast before. And then it just started to sort of come back around full circle. And, and I was doing it by myself again. You know, I got back to the space where I was like, like I'd drink and then I'd do that. And then I'd, um, you know, and like, like what talk to the fucking walls. Like I was, it was just crazy. Like it was crazy. It was, it was insanity. And, um, and I, yeah, my nervous system just got absolutely fucked. Um, my, uh, my, my life was fucked. Like, you know, I had this beautiful space and I put all this time and work and thought and effort into and the dream and the vision of having my own space where I could teach women how to lift weights and, you know, and, and run comps and do sisters and strength events. And it was, it was mine. It was something that was mine. And it was the first time that I had committed to soil. You know, it was the first time that I had done something that, I wasn't just going to be able to pack up and run away from if life didn't fucking work out the way that I wanted to. So, you know, I've been through lots of changes in my life over the last three and a bit years, but I haven't been able to run away because I've got this building and I've got all these things in it. And the idea of having to pack it all away, is probably the thing that stopped me a few times. Um, you know, but I got to a point where I was so, uh, I was so unsure. My vision was, you know, my vision and my passion were really, really low, like really struggling. And, um, and I, I considered closing, I considered closing and I, I had an offer to go and work for an events company. And so I considered closing the business, um, at the, it was, you know, I was close to closing it at the end of last year. <laughs> and most people will tell you in business and I still look at business, like I've been in it for seven years, but my three years of business in the building, having to pay rent, having to pay for maintenance, having to, you know, buy equipment and keep things going and all of those sorts of things, doing those things for myself and not relying on somebody else to pay the overheads, you know, being responsible for the overheads myself. I see this as my three years in business, my first three years. <laughs> so most people will tell you if you start a business that give it three years, you know, three years and you get over the, the hump and after three years, it's, it's something just changes, you know. I don't know if you're just in the swing of it, like you've got like, you know, you're getting word of mouth business, things are going better. I don't know what it is, but, but literally something changed for me before the end of last year and thankfully I didn't pull out of the lease uh, signing. But I had a conversation with an amazing lady who's my mentor through Minerva Network. Um, and I had a conversation with her and she was telling me about her business. And she said that, you know, I think they, they had their business for 10 years. And, and she said by the end of that 10 years, she'd done everything that she could do in that business and she was ready to let it go. And when she said that to me, I thought, I haven't done everything that I can do and I'm not ready to let this go. And I don't, the hardest thing for me was like, do I sell the brand? Do I, you know, offer the space and, 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 the, and a price for what's inside and the rent and da, da, da. And, um, and, uh, and the idea of, um, of letting it go for me was what kept me in there because I, I wasn't ready. I hadn't done everything that I wanted to do. I, I couldn't imagine 
seeing my logo getting around town and being owned by someone else, I thought I haven't worked hard enough yet. Like I haven't done enough yet. Um, and so, yeah, I signed the lease for another three years at the end of last year. And, um, and some of the things that I have really, uh, really come back to is my, my passion is back again. You know, my passion, I lost my passion during all the lockdowns and, um, and also just because I was drunk or high a lot of the time. Uh, and, um, I, without passion, it's really hard to get momentum. So, you know, the things, probably the top things that I would t say, if you're looking to run a business, or even if you've lost passion is to kind of go back to why you started your business in the first place. You know, what did you want to achieve? What was your vision? What was your purpose? You know, uh, what do you see your purpose as? Are you out here trying to help other people? Do you want the best for them? Is it about you? Is it about success? Like identifying what success means to you. Um, because success for me is being able to pay the bills and buy lots of plants. Um, sorry, that's success for me. Um, but no, really like success for me is being able to pay the bills, you know, not, not, not getting behind, not, um, leaving anybody hanging, um, not spending money before I've made it, um, and getting myself into debt and all of those things like that's, that's success for me, um, is, is seeing my clients happy, being able to impart the little bit of wisdom that I feel I have onto them or the little bit of kindness and compassion that I can to them, you know, um, they teach me more than they'll ever know. And, and I'm so grateful for my clients really. Um, but I also, my, my idea and my, my, uh, my level of success for me when I come home at the end of the day from work, is that I have been my most authentic self in my business, that I've stood by my own values, um, the values of the business, and um, and that I have helped somebody that day. You know, that's, uh, that's what makes me feel good and makes me feel like I have success at the end of the day. Um, you know, I... I uh, I feel like sometimes in business you can get to a point where you're, you're showing up and you're kind of like a little bit less than average. Like average is all right, you know, you're going through a hard time, average is okay. Uh, and most people will understand that we, you know, we're human, we go through hard times. So for me, I'm real with my clients. Like when they say, how are you going? And I say, yeah, like I'm pretty fucked, you know, like I've got this, you know, like this is how I'm feeling today and, but I'm, but I'm okay. You know, like I'm here, I've showed up, um, let's get it done. I'm not great in my head, uh, but I'll be all right. Um, you know, and then working with them and, and, and just getting them through it. And like, it's just even sometimes it's just getting somebody else moving that gets me out of my own head. Um, but you know, it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to be a bit average, but when you start to show up as less than average, um, you know, and someone's paying you for a service. So it's like, if I value myself and I believe that I'm worth what I'm being paid, but then when I start to, be, you know, fall into this, like less than, if I get less than average and I don't feel worth what I'm being paid, then there's a, a problem with the balance there, you know? So, um, 
you know, my clients always know they, they see me have my bad days, but they know me on my good days as well. Um, and I'm just real about that. You know, I can't be anything else because if I show up and I pretend to be something else and I'm just putting on a face and I'm just trying to laugh my struggles away, I don't show them that being vulnerable is okay. You know, and I, I have the most wonderful conversations and moments in that gym space you know I have clients who come in and are vulnerable with me and and I think that's because I've created a place where I've been vulnerable enough with them for them to then be vulnerable with me and and I've got yeah like I connect with my clients um, through those times so you know knowing when you're showing up as less than average and going okay well I'm really not showing up right now for work uh, and for what I'm earning so what they're paying me for my service is not what they're getting and so I need to work on myself I need to do that work and um and that's been something that I've really like taken on board in the last month um because like I could only show up the best way that I could on my hard days um and I said in my last podcast that you know some days I would show up but I just wasn't able to keep that promise to myself that day and and that was okay you know like I'm okay with that um because I would have been doing a disservice so you know um just being self-aware in that sense of how do you want to show up and are you worth what you're being paid you know do you believe that you're worth what you're being paid um and are you giving a service that uh, evokes that financial income for you you know that the 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 fact that I'm able to work the hours that I work I have really flexible hours um you know and I the fact that I'm able to do that um is because I you know PT is expensive <laughs> so you know I do earn more money than 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 basic wage um but I also um I'm worth that, you know, I believe that I'm worth that. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm able to work less hours during the week and, and a more flexible lifestyle. Um, but that has come through a lot of hard work. As I said, you know, I moved here in 2010 with $1,000 in my bank account. Um, and I, I've worked really hard to afford the lifestyle um, that I have today, you know, and I don't take it for granted. Um, I have more than I need. I have more plants than I need, that's for sure. But I have more than I need and I'm so grateful for what I have. Um, But yeah, I have worked really hard for it. You know, there was a lot of time where I was in the mud, in the mud. You know, I think it's like a lotus, is it a lotus, a lily? And they grow, that you know, their, their roots grow in the mud of the pond and then the flowers come out of the water and the leaves float on the water and and that's what I feel like at the moment you know I feel like I've come out of whatever muddy space that I was in um and I and I'm just kind of seeing the next level the next dimension um the next layer of um uh yeah like ascension I guess like ascending into the next layer of like becoming this flower and being able to blossom and grow and 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 fulfill all of the all of the um the missions that i that i have you know the things that i want to do like you know mari and i run sisters and strength workshops and um you know and that's that's been a challenge in itself because running a business with a friend 
um, have, brings its own challenges, you know, like we're two very, very different people. Um, I've had to learn new skills around lots of things, um, you know, like knowing that someone is just a different person to me. Like I do things one way and, and, and Mari does things her way and, and they're both great ways of doing things, but I can't expect somebody to, to think or do the way that I think or do. So, you know, we complement each other in many areas, um, but man alive, like if you think that we're just always fucking like a-okay, we've had our bumps, you know, we've had to bump heads sometimes. And, and that's been really difficult because I'm like, oh my God, do we sacrifice the business and save our friendship? Is our friendship, you know, is, too, is there too much strain on the friendship because we have all of these, you know, external things and we've got differences in opinion and, and sometimes we have, like we've, we've bumped heads um, on a few things and, um, and that's, you know, we've worked through that though and not given up. I think that's, again, it's that pushing through those hard times. You know, we, we couldn't run any workshops during uh, COVID time. So being able to run workshops again now um, and setting them in stone for the year, like that's fucking amazing. Um, and obviously Mari has like personal things going on in her life at the moment. And I've been able to just, you know, it, it's not about the business right now. It's about the friendship and, and the business will be there when we come back to it. We know that now because we've, we've learned that with COVID, you know, like we can still run this business and keep momentum um, even when life gets hard and we have really fucking shit things to deal with, you know, so, um, it's, it's, it's definitely not been without its challenges. Please, anyone looking in from the outside, do not think that we are just perfect and we have a perfect friendship and we've never had a crossfire because we have, but underneath it all, again, it comes back to the value system that we have and, and we love each other very much as friends and we can always bring it back to, okay, bring it back to friends and then let's, okay, go build on the business stuff from there. Like we have to bring it back to our friendship as number one priority. Um, so I think, you know, again, we've created this beautiful business um, where we run workshops across Australia, Sisters, Sisters in Strength Australia. Um, there's a little plug for our events business. It's a fucking amazing workshop. Uh, we have run seven now and seven, I think six or seven. Um, it's amazing. It's a, it's a full day. It runs with a, uh, a strength component at the start where you learn some strong women lifts. And then it has a, a, a mindset workshop at the second half. And in between we have lunch and we give you goodie bags and all these fun things. And it's just so much fun. Um, uh, the feedback that we get from these workshops is just like high energy fun, you know. And and we come to those workshops as, as real, you know, we're real, we are vulnerable, we share about our struggles, our difficulties. Like, you know, the last workshop that we did was in Broken Hill. And, um, you know, the first part of the day, like we just ran it, I was just, Mari and I coached because we were in, you know, Brogan Hill. It's the middle of nowhere. Uh, so we didn't, we couldn't afford to get coaches in for that workshop. So we co we both coached and just like kind of swapped groups. And uh, yeah, it was, it was wild because we had like 15 people, I think 15 people 
in each group at a time for each of us. And, um, and I was like not thinking about what anyone's thinking about me. I'm just like, okay, I've got the job to do of teaching everyone how to do these lifts. And then, um, and then we had lunch and then we went into the mindset workshop and I shared a bit about my story, um, you know, and my, my upbringing and, and some of the hardships that I had faced in my life. And, um, afterwards a girl came up to me and she said, um, the last thing I was expecting to come out of your mouth was what you just said. She goes, I saw you for the first half of today and thought this girl has never struggled in her life. And that blew me away because I thought, wow, I forget sometimes that I come across, you know, as, as quite, I do come across confident uh, when I'm in my, in my best self, not always. But I come across as confident. I know what I'm doing, especially when it comes to lifting, when it comes to running events. Like I, I love it. It's, it fills my soul. Um, it is something that I absolutely adore doing. I adore seeing people there having fun, smiling, enjoying themselves, um, and and seeing them get growth out of a day, you know, and, and seeing them achieve these lifts that they didn't think they were going to achieve, and then having our mindset workshop where we get to talk about things and having people you know, just, it sounds crazy, but like I, when, you know, the group that I had when we were in Broken Hill, like we were all crying together, you know, like there was some, there was an energy force in that space that just allowed us to be completely authentically ourselves in our brokenness, in our fun, in our highs, in our lows, you know, it was just, there was something in there that just was so incredible. And you know, that's something that we've, that Mari and I have created, you know, through the mud, through the mud of having to figure out where does our friendship land like in this and where does our business come into it and how do we bring both of those truly amazing, amazing things together without it, um, affecting our friendship, you know? And so, um, and we have, we've, we've figured it out and we've created something so incredibly beautiful. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to business, like keep evolving, keep looking at what you can do, like what you can do better. Um, again, like identifying that I'm, I'm a person who does life like this one way and, and, and there are people who do things a different way, but it doesn't mean like they bring different skills to the table and they bring different authenticity to the table and, and I bring my skills and, and then we bring those together, you know, and, and, and I can see, you know, in a lot of areas in my life where I've, um, I've wanted people to do things the same way that I do them. And that's not always going to be the case. So accepting that everyone's different, accepting that everyone is in a different space and a different growth period in their life. You know, even with my clients, like I've, I've over the years recognized my you know, my clients, the clients who come in and are, and are very, very anxious and take a bit more time to warm up and the clients who come in and are just like, let's fucking get it done. Yeah. You know? And so I, I can tell the difference between where we're at and how I'm going to meet people. And I'm able to adapt to that and evolve in different circumstances where in the past I would have treated everyone in exactly the same way and then wondered why I wasn't connecting to them. So um, that's, yeah, I think in a nutshell, those are probably the, the biggest things that I would, would say, you know, um, and I'll just go through them as a, as a list. Um, 
you know, accept that it'll be hard and that you will have hard times uh, and that you'll want to give up, but stay the course, you know, just stay the course regardless. Personally, for me, I trust, I have a faith and I've never gone without, I've never gone without, I've struggled, uh, I've been close to being broke, uh, but I have never gone without, something always comes up something happens that just I can't even foresee it happening but it happens and I've never gone without so I trust in universal power I trust in a higher power greater than myself whatever that looks like to you just have faith that you're not going to go without have faith in something bigger than you you know outside of you that someone is watching out for you and that you won't go without you know you might be on fucking bread and Vegemite for a while, um, but but that's you're not going without, you know. Um, like I've had to buy the really cheap bags of dog food for Bender at times because like that's all I could afford. But um, but he never went without because you know I had eight dollars that I could spend instead of thirty, and so I'd spend the eight dollars that I had to get him some dinner, you know, and. Um, and, and that was, they were tough times, like, but, um, but I never went without, he never went without, um, you know, even if it was a tin of tuna for dinner, sometimes for me, you know, that was what I had and, and that, and, and that was okay because I was, I wasn't starving and I wasn't, um, I wasn't without a roof over my head and running water, you know, and, and food in my stomach. So, um, you know, trust that it'll trust that it's going to be hard and trust that, you know, going through the hardship, it's not like, woe is me, I'm going through this hard time, but, um, but that you are going through it, just having faith and trusting that it'll all come together. If you've got a vision and a purpose, you know, um, and, and, and identifying what that vision and purpose is. And again, what that success of where you want your business to go, what that success looks like to you so um you know trusting having your business plan as well you know having um a business model and and a and a value like a mission statement or a value statement of some kind that you always bring yourself back to you know so when you're showing up as less than average you can bring yourself back to your business model and your values and go am i aligned with my values right now and 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 then then you got to do the work to realign yourself if you're not so um yeah, don't spend the money before you have it. You know, if someone says, <laughs> if someone says I'm paying for 10 sessions up front uh, and I'll start next week and then you go, righto, I've got this money that's coming in next week. So I'm going to go and buy, you know, all this stuff. And then that person turns around and says, actually, I've changed my mind. I'm not even going to start training at all. Uh, then it's like, uh yeah, you've already spent that money and now you don't have that money. So now you've got to find that money again somehow and then you get into this rut of um, being desperate and no one wants a to see a business owner desperate. Like, you know, it, desperation is not a good look. So, um, you know, it's, I think, yeah, being mindful that you don't spend money before you actually have it in your bank account is important. Um, you know, learning new skills, uh, people skills, financial skills, budgeting skills. Uh, and if you can't learn them, then, you know, even if it, it is going to be a stretch to pay someone uh, to help you, I would suggest doing that, you know. And again, just trust that 
if you, you know, I had to, at one point, I had to get my accountant, pay my accountant. And like, she sent me the bill and it was massive. And I was like, oh my God, like so much money. And then I was like, fuck, like I should have become an accountant. <laughs> nah, jokes. Um, but yeah, like I, the bill was huge. And I was just like, oh my God, fuck. Okay, how am I going to pay for this bill? Like, oh, right. And I just said to her, look, is there any way I can like not have to pay this all up front? And she goes, yeah, no worries. She's like, we'll do this much this month, this much next month, this much in April when you do this bus thing and whatever. I, like I, I have a cert for in accounting and bookkeeping and I do my own bookkeeping, but fuck me if I know what to calculate for like GST and bus and tax and all that stuff. I need someone else to do that stuff for me. It takes the pressure off of me. I'm not thinking about it every day. Uh, it's not taking me away from where I need to be for work. So it's really important that, you know, even if it is going to cost you and it's going to stretch things a bit, that you get the get a person who is qualified in that industry to help you if you don't know. Um, it's huge. It's so important. And, and just trust that, you know, if you put that money out, it's going to come back to you in one way or another because at least your books are going to be good and you're not dodging the tax man or anything like that, you know. Um, so just trust that you're doing the right thing. You're doing the next best thing for you um, and your business because you're not being a dodgy prick. So, yeah, get someone to help you if you don't know yourself. Um, you know, be real, connect, connect with the world around you, um, connect in, in going to uh, networking meetings and things like that. You know, I, I try and network as much as I can when I'm around. I don't like to talk shop all the time if I'm not in a shop environment. You know, I don't want to talk about the business, like, to be honest, like a lot of people are like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a personal trainer. Oh my God, I really want to lose weight. Oh, I've been trying to eat well. Oh, I, you know, I, I thought about starting. I don't want to talk about shop all the time, you know, um, when I'm in a, in that environment, if I'm in the gym, in someone else's gym at a comp, fuck yeah, let's go connect. I love networking. Um, but the rest of the time, sometimes I just don't want to talk about work because it's it consumes a lot of my thoughts and sometimes I just don't want to think about it so um yeah but network you know make connections talk about what your visions are with people and see if they have the same visions and can we align can we collaborate can we you know we we with sisters and strengths have now um we've got four main sponsors um for the events for the year, you know, those sponsors are going to sponsor every event for the year, which is incredible. And that's just through networking and, and creating a system of trust between their values and our values align. And we're going to work really well together. And, and yeah, and, and we're so fortunate to have that, um, that sponsorship for the whole year. So, you know, network, um, keep evolving, you know, keep evolving, ask questions, ask Ask other people in business questions about what they've done, you know, and if you're in a rut, don't be ashamed, you know, go, I'm in a rut, I'm struggling, this is happening, I've got more bills than I've got income, what can I do, how can I make money quickly, you know, passive income, all of those things. Ask questions because if you don't and you're too proud to ask for help, you're going to get fucked. Um, so, yeah, don't do not do that. Uh, trust in your purpose and your mission Lastly, celebrate your achievements. Um, not everyone is going to celebrate your achievements because if you are in the eyes of the world, I guess, or the world around you, successful in business, people will be like, oh, you've run another event. Yeah, you did that well last time. You did it well again this time. 
awesome. No one's necessarily going to see, you know, it's, it's all of the hours and the time and the effort and the years that have preceded that event, even though it might be like with Sisters in Strength for us, you know, we might be running our eighth, ninth, tenth event. Um, but it doesn't mean that that's not worth celebrating that we've done that because, you know, even with our events, we give feet, we give feedback surveys at every event, um, you know, and we say, please be critical, um, tell us what we could improve on, you know, and, and, and we've made those events better and better and better based on feedback. Um, but you know, if we couldn't be fucked and we're like, we don't fucking care what you think, we just want you to come and whatever, then we, you know, how do we make it better? So, so each event gets better and we should celebrate that. And if not, you know, you don't need somebody else to tell you like that, well done, you've done a great job, but just to celebrate your achievements, like celebrate that you, you know, you did another amazing thing. Um, and even if it's the same thing as the same as something you've done in the past, like the fact that you've done it again, you're still doing more than probably half the average people that don't really care about where their life is going. So, um, you know, celebrate that, celebrate every achievement that you have, you know, sometimes for me, it's celebrating getting out of bed. Um, because yeah, I struggle sometimes with my mental health and getting out of bed for me is an achievement. And I celebrate that. And I celebrate getting through a day of work. When I was in active addiction, I sometimes could work three clients a day, if that, you know, and I celebrate now the days when I work 10, 12 clients, I'm like, I fucking did that. I fucking did that today. You know, um, this little thing, I have a lot of cushions at home, a lot of cushions on my bed. You know, there were times when I was in active addiction that I, I, I wouldn't even get out of bed. I wouldn't make my bed sometimes if I did get out of it. Um, I didn't care about washing the sheets or the covers. Um, you know, it, and now, I have lots of cushions because it makes me proud to make my bed look nice. That that gives me satisfaction, you know, that I've got this beautiful looking bed in my room and it's got lots of cushions on and I love that. And I celebrate that because there was a time where I couldn't even get out of bed, you know. Um, so, yeah, celebrate your achievements um, and most of all, have fun. You know, even in the hard times, I've gone through a really hard time recently. Ooh, still makes me, still makes me um emotional. But I have fun. I've been having fun. As much as like there's still pain. Sorry, I'm a crier. <laughs> um, there's still pain there. Um, I'm having fun. You know, I'm having fun with my clients. I do stupid somatic shakes and dances and stuff now because that's, you know, what's helping me get through. Um, and I have fun and I'm being silly and laughing at myself in my silliness of the pain that I'm going through and how I'm dealing with that. And, you know, I'm having fun with my clients um, and trying to laugh as often as I can, even on the days when it's hard. Um you know, I'm, I'm having fun in celebrating, you know, my business and, and my friends and, and I'm, I'm not always in the, in the, 
in the most happy of, of places necessarily uh, in my head. But I'm having fun, you know. I took Tate Bender out for a walk most nights and um, and he just, he's so funny. Like he just, he's funny. And I, I just, just really present in that, in that, in that fun part of life. Like he's funny and he's goofy and he's silly and he makes me laugh and my friends make me laugh and make me smile and and when they laugh at me and my silliness that that makes me smile as well you know and 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 I and I just have fun I'm trying to have fun you know as much as all the other things that come that precede having fun um you know if you're not having fun then maybe you do need to reconsider whether you should be in business or not because most of the time for me I love my job I really love my job and I and I'm having fun, you know, and I and I feel very satisfied at the end of the day because I've, I've you know, put a smile on somebody else's face uh, or they've put a smile on my face. And and it's just it's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful thing when you when you're when you're aligned with your vision and your passion and what you want to do. So I'm going to stop babbling on there. I think I've, uh, I've talked enough. Uh, thank you so much listening for being here for being on this journey with me uh and uh i i hope you have found this helpful um i don't know whether it's even helpful as life skills um but it's if it's helpful as, as something in your own business then yeah i really hope you found this helpful um and yeah i hope that you join me next time for the next episode thank you so much for listening <music>